What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Fightful.com. It is September 17th. We've got Kate Hensler here. Kate, it's a great day to not be stalked and chopped up into multiple pieces and, and fed to sharks somewhere. And I'm here. You're here. Yeah. We're good to go. Same. So much same. Uh, I'm very glad that today was a better day than yesterday on all fronts for all of us. Uh, yeah. There's some fucking weirdos out there. But there's hey, some hey. really... So far, nobody's diapered up, drive, driven across the country, and shot me in my face. So that's a good. win. We're good. That's a win in my book. And uh, you know what? We're going to see each other in a few days. Are I'm going to tell everyone exactly how tall you are. Very. Look Look on this stream. You're. Look. I've never seen a taller person in my whole life. Look at that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, someone says, can we have another Blue Chew segment, Sean? No, uh, at the request of of Blue Chew, in light of some things which I thought was very thoughtful of them, they request that we uh, hold those off until next month because don't think people are in the mood to hear about dicks uh, these days. So, uh, very thoughtful from our partners at Blue Chew, and I I very I very much appreciate that was something they came to me about, and I said okay, I I'm very happy to do that. So, won't be hearing any of those for the rest of the month. We'll we'll. Uh, add them to next month, but uh, we appreciate our friends over there. We appreciate our friends that subscribe to Fightful Magazine as well. Wish I had the overlay ready, but I'm stupid, so I don't. Don't you dare talk about my friend boss host like that. How dare you? He is not stupid. He's very smart. Oh, Navigating gosh. the system right now. Fightful Magazine. Make sure you guys check it out. Articles on CM Punk, Brian Lee, John Cena, Thunder Rosa, uh, Cody Diener contributed. We have a, a part four of our interview with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. A look back at the Thunderdome, uh, the Fire Pro Wrestling Series, the Steiner Brothers, which is very topical. The Where Are They Now? And from Tyson to Paul, the Boxing Circus is coming to town. We also have this uh, mailbag section that we have a lot of Fightful names contribute to. We're going to have to get Kate to do that soon, too. But check it out, FightfulMag.com. Please leave a thumbs up if you're watching this video on YouTube.com slash Fightful. Please subscribe. We've got a ton of interviews dropping this week. Uh, a lot in the women's wrestling space. We had Nitro Girl Shay talking ready to rumble and all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, I dropped one, I'm dropping one this weekend with Killer Kelly. Uh, Jeremy Lambert dropping with Davey Ann ahead of her whipping John Alba's ass real, real bad. And I got Frankie Monet as well. But if you want to support us directly, there's a couple things you can do. Drop a super chat at youtube.com slash Fightful. And you can subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. You know, if you're interested in hearing, I don't know that. Pete Dunn re-signed uh, with WWE or that Johnny Gargano's contract is up in a few months or a bunch of backstage names at Impact right now or why there have been so many contracts expiring in NXT. I don't know if you all are interested in that type of thing. Fightful Select is the thing to do. I'm working on a, a I think, a big piece that's probably going to be spread out across three uh, about the relationships between WWE, Peacock, Fox, um, and USA Network and all the things that are going into those, positive, negative, otherwise, FightfulSelect.com. I'm done talking. Kate, 
I asked the people what they wanted us to start the show with. And You're going to get very different reactions, so oh, I'm intrigued to see where this goes. It's Rampage, and fortunately, you were there. Guys, I was there. I can't wait to do this next week when we were both there. Oh, but gosh. See, I can just add like a little extra insight because I was at Rampage this week. Oh my goodness, though, for real. Like what a fun live experience that taping was. I, everybody, I feel like, says the same thing after these was, which is, were we as loud as it was in that arena? Because we were real, real loud live. And usually the answer is, yeah, you guys were pretty loud. That was exactly what happened here. I met John Alba beforehand, which was really oh, exciting. But I'm sorry. Um, well, it's good that you met him before he died. It, he, is, he, it is good. I did not get murdered by a stalker this week yet, but he is going to die when he faces Davian at, at Limitless Wrestling, and that's more of a plug than what he paid me for. So uh, we got Joel Woods sending a super chat saying, I know you're working on this big Fox WD USA story. I won't give any details here, but can you at least give us a hint on a scale of one to ten how bad it is for WWE? I don't think it's that bad for WWE. Like when when I started this a few months ago, I started to ask around because I heard uh, about some relationship stuff between WWE and Fox, and then I was told, "Hey, hold off for this, hold off for this." And there were pretty big momentous things that happened, like big stars coming back or big things that happened. Um, I asked Fox, and uh, when I say Fox, I don't mean Rupert freaking Murdoch. <laughs> or Bonnie <laughs> Hammer themselves, or anybody like that, like the head of NBC. I asked people that work at Fox, uh, many of them anonymous. I have reached out to official sources, though, about their feelings on things. I'm asking them about the brand split. I'm asking them about ratings. I'm asking them about these stars coming back. I'm asking them about uh, the balance of power, so to speak. And uh, I, it's not all bad. Like, contrary to popular belief, the po the relationship, like any relationship, has its positives and negatives. Like this is not a WWE burial story whatsoever. So, hope you yeah, guys. Yeah, I think we also that. because we see ratings decline, we forget yes. like how strong of a number they're actually still pulling. Like it's it's still a very good number to be pulling on a cable TV show, especially yes. in today's climate. So, what we view as wrestling fans as a weaker number is because we saw the Attitude Era where it was eight times that. Or yeah. <laughs> whatever but that doesn't mean that current executives are going to be unhappy with what they're doing right now except why would you have john cena not on your television show when he's doing dark matches other than that oh pardon me he was on the show tonight in a honda commercial <laughs> so they got him on the show big thank you all to all the super chatters uh aj said had tickets to smackdown tonight but didn't go due to a lack of mask policy Glad I watched Rampage instead of seeing Bianca get laid out in her hometown. Wear your masks, my friends. I I, I know people who went to Cincinnati uh, that fortunately I wasn't sitting with and that went to uh, events in Chicago, and they, they've got the vid right now, and that ain't good. Stay safe, my friends. I only uh, yanked mine down for a brief moment to uh, take a picture, and that's about it. Nerd Drew said, <laughs> I came here for one Eric Shins. Did plans change, pal? Oh, yeah, I would say last night's Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, put rock hard Eric Shins on the on the shelf for a little bit. Well, we're going to hold him off until October as well. But we've got Mark Losper saying, not Kalex, not Kalis. Is this Sapsler? Y'all got to do better than that. Yeah, you could do. You guys are better than that. <laughs> oh, man. And you should send us money with all your suggestions. I agree. 
Nerd Guru <laughs> says, I like both shows, but honestly, I can't believe how much they're stacking these shows for Arthur Ashe, and I'm so hyped. Hope to see you all there. So, Kate, when I booked this trip and I applied for credentials, I thought, <laughs> I thought for sure Brian was going to be debuting there. Well, now that that, doesn't, that isn't happening, I'm taking my, my little Canon photography camera, doing a little bit of work there, writing it off. But <laughs> I get to see a pay-per-view quality show, a yeah. four-hour show next week. They are loading this card. Uh, as they were like unfolding things more and more in Newark too, and throwing up graphics of the matches that were coming down the line. It was really cool because you were hyped about the show that was happening in front of you. And then knowing I was going next week, seeing the card yes. unfold, I was just like, yes, 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 let's go. Um, but yeah, this is, this is a pay-per-view on free TV. Like I, there's, that is a contradictory statement, but you know yes. what I mean when I say that. So it's going to just be, I think, a really incredible experience and so special and unique because of of the setting it's going to be in. And because, Sean, I'm going to be there. And I'm going to so be there, too. You. I'm going to be gonna there. We're going to be there. We, we do have people asking about our sponsors. Is the Bluetooth code still available? Yes, it is. You can still do that. They just said, in light of that, we think it'd be better to avoid those for this month. And I, I very, very much respect them for that. They, they've done that before, too. This is not the first time. Joey Bag of Donuts says, because every cake combo needs a name. Con. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Listen, it's still out can, we, there. We can. Mm, what's your middle name? Elizabeth. Doesn't, nothing goes with that. That's, Sorry. Yeah, that one's a tough one. <laughs> Eloquent says, the W officials care about dark side of the ring. Well, they don't like it. That's why their talent isn't being interviewed uh, for it at, at all. Matt Reichel says, watching GCW on fight, thought I'd drop by to see two of my favorites, Sean and Kate. Next week is going to be utter insanity. Shout out to our friend Denise, who is doing uh, doing some work over there, I believe. Uh, JW Pringle said, Dark Side of the Ring lived up to its name. It sure did. And yeah. Simmons says, that Undertaker locker room quote, lay aged like milk in the Arizona sun after Dark Side of the Ring. Also, Tommy Dreamer, who I've lost all respect for. Impact did announce and confirm to me today that... Um, they have suspended Tommy Dreamer for those comments. To me, Kate, I had interviewed Muhammad Hassan about six years ago. So to me, when The Undertaker said that, those comments already had aged poorly because I knew what that guy was put through and a lot of the people that knew him were put through. And when I talked to people for that story, I heard a lot of the nightmare stories. And I was like, it wasn't good back then. There just wasn't social media for it to, to kind of be exposed to the level that it is now. Yeah, I... I tweeted a lot about this, so you can follow me if you <laughs> want like my my less mild takes than what's happening right now. But I think about speaking out and everything that happened with that and how widespread the problem was and how deep the problem was. And like that's better than it was going to be then. So when people were shocked and appalled, like I understand because you should always be surprised by that terrible behavior, but there was no part of me that was, that was really surprised by anything we saw in here. Certainly the reactions from dreamer were not like my favorite thing, but I also not to give too much credit to him because it's a load of crap, but uh, I, I think it's hard to wrap your head around the fact that someone, you know, could do this and that so many bystanders were there that didn't interfere. Um, but yeah, I get, that undertaker quote of when men were men, I was like, no, yeah, I'll take your, I would rather your, your TikTok dances and you go like get 
like your eyebrows done, then, then yes. you assault people and think that that's okay. Uh, so, so, so with you on all of that, for sure. I got one question. Are you going to pay for my flight? Uh, I'm not going to do that. Oh, you're not. No, I'll expense it back to Fightful. I'll pay for you're it. Not. And then well, in, in that sense, I've got, I've got Ryan Sullivan says, Sean, will you fire Catherine for insubordination? Will I fine you? Yes, I will. I have to clarify. My name is you not are, Catherine. What is it? It's just Kate. My full shoot name is Kate. Kate. And everybody calls me Catherine at the Mark Order podcast. And now Jeremy calls me Catherine sometimes. Well, it's because you're Catherine. No, it's not. My full name if you, is Kate. If you, if you were a Catherine, how would it be spelled? Because I, I got a friend who's K-A-T-H-R-Y-N. I really like that one. So Marshall here's why people don't believe me when I say my full name is Kate. My mom's name is Catherine. C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, you must be named after her. But my parents were like, no, we're going to call her Kate anyway. We'll just name her Kate. It'd be like if I had a kid and I named it Chi. <laughs> like, or C. Just S- come on. S-E-A. But when yes. I would take like standardized tests in third grade and stuff where you had to like fill out your full name, all of the teachers would be like, no, sweetie, your full name. And I was like, I know my full name. <laughs> you don't get the, the, the six or seven points on the ACT because you spelled your name wrong. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So rude. Oh, gosh. I love it so much. Joel Wood says, do you see AEW still bringing in Ric Flair uh, in light of Dark Side of the Ring? And Ian asks, we think it hurt the chances. I think it really hurt the chances. Car Shield already pulled their their ads. Um, Thank God yeah. they're terrible. So, <laughs> yep. Uh, Tony well, Khan we've... doesn't seem to play like fast and loose with that stuff either. He you doesn't. know what I mean? Like he's nope. He you're doesn't. Out. Yeah. Ryan Sullivan says I can't hear her on the broadcast, but Denise looks like she's going all out as ring announcer. She always does. She's fantastic at it. Uh, Anthony oh, how says... nice of you, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony says Rampage was solid as always, but my God, SmackDown was really boring tonight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Van Twin Blade says once again AEW delivers while WWE shows you their ass. I thought AEW's okay. I mean, it wasn't anything that I was like, oh my God, you gotta see this. By the way, if you send was, a super if you send a super there. chat like this that doesn't have a message, you gotta donate more to fit that message in there. We don't pick them up if they're not attached to the message anymore. Um, but sorry, sorry to cut you off. Oh, I was just saying that I was there, so I can tell you exactly how amazing. <laughs> it was in person i will say the brit and ruby segment was one of the most over things of the night in general and we we can get into that later but that for me was the highlight of rampage and uh of of the night was just one of the best things that they did for sure yeah i i agree uh nerd guru says i liked both shows but honestly i can't believe how much they're stacking these shows uh i think we read that one i think we read that one uh our mods got it that's okay gotta, bears repeating Got in it, got on it. Uh, Kyle Mayer had sent a super chat, a big one, as we went off the air the other day. Um, and it was in reference to the comment that I mentioned <laughs> some death threats about Jericho. And I said it was just a lame, casually homophobic joke. And people were like, LMAO, you're offended. Why? And I was like, I didn't say I was offended. I said it was lame. And I think that Jericho is a far too talented, smart guy to rely on that when he's gotten 500,000 things over. And Kyle Mayer uh, has some nice introspection. He said, I feel nothing for the Lambert stuff. In the moment, I liked the trash talk from Jericho. It felt like things I heard in amateur wrestling locker rooms growing up. That said, I didn't even consider it in poor taste till now. Genuine perspective change. Well, I considered it in poor taste when I had people in the AEW locker room saying, why would he say that? That's 
it's just so simple to avoid that. But especially when people- Lambert is doing this Diet Coke Burnett thing to like yes. when he's calling everybody else woke millennials and oversensitive and stuff. It's like, well, why are you being that guy then? Like, yeah. why, it's, it's, why are you acting like that? Especially because Jericho had got over the fat face dipshit song right before that. I'm like, just lean on that. I mean, people will sing that at, at Lambert. I, I like that. people were like, oh, you're offended. I was like, I'm not really offended by anything. I just thought it was lame. That's all. I thought he could do better. I, I, there's there's a we lot of that he- promo. There's a lot of that promo I thought they could have done better. Um, but eh, it is what it is. And I mean, I heard from the aid, I heard from members of the AW roster about it. Um, we've got more people asking assume flair to AEW is not a thing anymore. I wouldn't I wouldn't expect it. But what we did see was Lucha Brothers against Butcher and the Blade. Butcher looks awesome. I loved Blade tying Pentagon's mask to the ring post and then Penta taking his mask off to help with the win. You were there. Tell me what you thought of this. It It's always very fun. And this isn't, I don't want to say it's a trope because that makes it sound kind of negative in a way, but they do have a tendency to start shows, both rampage and dynamite, especially dynamite with like fun, Fast-moving tag matches, which is what the Lucha Brothers are great at. This match was great. I was sitting with uh, a friend of mine from the Shining Wizards podcast who pointed out Abrahantes was right there when that mask was tied to the ring post and not doing anything about it, and I couldn't yeah. think of anything else for the well, rest I of think, the match. Well, so on commentary, they were telling Abrahantes, like, don't you go out there. Don't do anything. Like oh, okay, they, they would, so it's at least a little that. justified. He yeah. d- he ruins things like that for me all the time. If anybody's on the, a, a top rope in a battle royal, it ruins it for me now. I can't unsee things like that. So in the moment, without commentary, I was like, that took me out of it immediately. Sure. <laughs> Once he pointed that out, which is good because it makes me a smarter fan. Um, but I, I, as far as the live reaction, it was really nice to see Butcher back. And he's super over like everybody was was excited too because this was a break between dynamite and rampage so everybody had a second to catch their breath and open the show very very fun match i really liked a lot of what happened here the hfo attacks afterwards and proud and powerful make the save uh rangers mayhem says it's a jersey thing to be loud especially when the warm jersey boy uh the the especially warm jersey boy welcome from mjf i liked how AEW edited out a spot from the butcher that led to some of the f-bombs being chanted <laughs> That's that's interesting. I mean, they have that that privilege, and and I like that. Um, there were people that almost got in a physical fight about Fuego del Sol. I'm not kidding. Real people I, behind. I, I, we will friends? wait. We will okay. wait to uh, see that. <laughs> um, for sure, <laughs> we'll wait to talk about that. But Anna J then defeated the Bunny, which put HFO at zero and two. Now we're going to talk about what Matt Hardy did afterwards. But how did you feel about uh, about Anna Jay and, and the bunny live? Live, it, it read really well. Uh, Anna coming out with Tay, I think, is great. Like, they just got such a huge pop. I think people are really happy to have Anna. Anna, whoa, back. So, so excited. Glad she's back. <laughs> she was doing so well before her injury and was, like, so smooth in the ring that I hope that she is able to maintain that, like to get back to that point. This match was 
not the greatest, but definitely not terrible. Like this is a, a step forward in the women's direction. We have multiple storylines going on at the same time, which is something I've been complaining about for like 18 months. So that's really nice yeah. to see. And I think it's cool that Anna has one foot in the women's division and then another foot in what's going on with the dark order. I think she's trying to be the catalyst to keep everything together there. They did make a note uh, earlier that she had asked for the dark order members not to come out with her, which they honored. But I just thought it was interesting that that storyline continued into rampage. It was nice to have some continuity there. So uh, a, a good match, nothing insane. There was kind of live, like a, a dip in the momentum. Some people started to leave in rampage. Like if you have kids and now it's getting really late, like a lot of people mm -hmm. had to go. So there was a little bit of that in, in the live experience, but otherwise this was a perfectly serviceable match that moved things forward. Ryan says, are you going to have two separate streams next week for SmackDown and Rampage? Since both shows will be two hours next week. Doubt it. Doubt it. If there's if there's enough demand for us to do two different streams, I'll do it. It's just a minor pain in the ass. But, I mean, quite frankly, if it costs us Super Chats or anything like that, not going to not gonna do it. Um, Ryan says, AEW treats curses like HBO treats nudity. Since they can do it, they must feel like they always do it. Uh <laughs> So I, I did speak to someone at Warner or who works at Warner Media, and I was like, so you all don't have a problem with that? And they're like, no, it's on all kinds of other shows. And that's been laid out to them. It's like, hey, well, all these other shows have blood and violence. Why can't we? So they do. There you go. Daniel Bryan's loving it. He's like, I'm just oh, going to yeah. say the S word all the time. Rangers Mayhem says, surprised they didn't have Conti wrestling with the large Brazilian community in Newark. I didn't know there was one. I didn't know that. Yeah, a I would say, yeah, decent, a decent Hispanic population in general, especially Brazilian over there. Yeah, it's pretty cool. David is lit. Twenty three says they had the bunny targeting Anna's shoulder, saying she was off for a shoulder injury, but she was targeting the wrong shoulder. The other I one had tape that. on it. <laughs> Not yeah. great. I did notice that. <laughs> Man, so yeah, when you wrestle, you are learned you're kind of taught to work one side of the body and use one side, um, turn to one side, all that. So I get the habit, but, but one um, of them's taped. Yes. And <laughs> when you're a good worker and sh they're more than capable, you just work around that. Like that, that happens. But after this, <laughs> after this, I touch squirrels says, did you see what Matt Hardy did to Conrad? That's come on now. He goes and attacks a Orange Cassidy lookalike, which Taz goes, well, I don't know about that. Maybe an Orange Cassidy fan. <laughs> He's like, I'm not going to call him an Orange Cassidy lookalike. Not so much. A Drew Cordero lookalike? That's what we were saying. He looks exactly like yes. the promoter beyond wrestling. We really thought it might have been him. But um, <laughs> definitely a fan, super not a plant at all, and not an Orange yes. Cassidy lookalike. And I, you know he's a worker because here's what happens. Hardy grabs him by the head and throws him over the railing. And he lands on his back, but he sells the face. He goes, ah, ah. And by the way, ah. finds the camera. Finds the camera. <laughs> love it. Love it. A pro, though. Good for him. Yeah. So and Alex I'll give called him Cantaloupe Cassidy. <laughs> Come on. Come on. I don't want to. I don't want to go there. Um, he did on the way out sell like he didn't know how yes. to get out of the ring, which I actually really I appreciated. He that's, did a really that's good a, job. That's a great touch. So I got to say, this guy did really good.
because he took a good bump. He he found the red light. He found yeah. the red light. It's not just Britt Baker DMD. It's uh it's Orange Cassidy <laughs> uh two that did this as well. El Hijo del Orange Cassidy found the red light and and made it work and. He got his haircut, and if anybody knows anything about shitty haircuts on uh, AEW, it's me. Uh, his <laughs> was a little tougher than mine, uh, but damn. Hope they donated that hair. They did cut off the ponytail. I noticed that. That's a clever did, little yeah. sign when they Maybe do that. Maybe you inspired them. Well, no, I think they were. I think they did that before. I think there, there have been people that have gotten their hair cut for wrestling, and they make a point, cut the ponytail off below the the gimmick there the the hair tie which i'm still finding in my luggage by the way from 2019 <laughs> trips but then they uh they shaved it off so i thought this is this is okay orange cassidy made the save yeah sure orange cassidy's from newark that's why they did this yes. <laughs> they, they wanted the extra pop do you think this is leading to a hair versus hair match between hardy and cassidy oh gosh it should. Um, and if anybody can make it work, it's Matt Hardy because he can make everything work. He yeah. can, he, except for HFO. If that ain't working. HFO yeah, ain't not working. Not for me. Nope. But the Hardy boys worked. Matt Hardy 2.0, Mattitude worked. Matt Hardy will not die worked. Matt Hardy, the competitor against MVP, worked really well. Big Money Matt worked. Um, Broken mat worked. A lot and of that shouldn't stuff. shouldn't have, by the way. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Joseph says Orange Cassidy 2.0. Ryan Sullivan <laughs> says, I would have known a sax of Orange Cassidy. I'm built the same way I can say this. Come on, guys. Come on. Uh, Nerd Guru says, even prior to this dark side of the ring stuff, they didn't need flair. We'd get a sting segment and him stealing Andrade's thunder. Hard pass. Yep. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I'll just say that. Well, I'm also okay with this Kenny Omega, Daniel Bryanson package. Brian Danielson package. <laughs> I keep messing that up. The American Dragon Nielsen package. Avery asks if I think that you're going to get your effing head kicked in. We'll come back. Yes, I do. He's dropping the F-bomb way too much lately. We also see a Team Taz promo. I'm all for this. They find a way to maximize like the couple of minutes that they utilize really really well yeah it's so funny so if you notice my background is different it's because i'm having a friend Party. retreat Ooh. i know with high school friends who i've been friends with for like 20 years which is thanks super for fun. the invite i'm seeing you next week and we're going to arthur all the great times that we had together in high school and you didn't invite me <laughs> sean Shall we didn't know each other. American Neil Dragons and thank you. Alex and I have said that multiple times. But so I forced them to watch because I was going to do this. And just in general, one of them is a wrestling fan, two are not. They did not hate looking at Anna Jay and Tay Conti, among other things. But sure. uh, it was amazing how different their, I think because Rampage and AW shows start with action immediately in the ring. They get you hooked, and in an hour show, it goes so fast. They were like, this is awesome. And then you have Britt and Ruby, like, sparring. So this didn't even feel like the most exciting Rampage to me, but to people who haven't watched, the difference between the two products was, it was really fun to see, because I know where my inclinations are, but for people that don't watch wrestling anymore, like, that rules. So 
this was a another example of just like things that were working. Like you had it's so much faster pace. Like you had these video packages that were moving so quickly. Yes. Um, that just helped move the show along, and it's already only an hour. So they do a really, really good job maximizing the efficiency of their time. Well, let's talk about a promo that, that hit really well. I thought the only line that didn't hit well with Britt Baker and Ruby Riot was Britt saying, How many times have you changed your name in the last year? And I'm like, Once? Yeah, just one. One time. <laughs> one brit other than that i thought it was really good um man <laughs> did she, she said, go to lacy loveless right after though or i wonder if other people uh, were just calling her that maybe that was what that was yeah supposed to be. I, maybe that you know what that's a good point that's a good point so maybe i'm the dummy here uh, no but even think... that is two it's not like she's doing it every week <laughs> yeah uh but we had brit saying you call yourself the runaway you didn't run away you got fired I often think that the thing like Ruby Soho saying, like, you're like so many other girls that didn't want me on TV. You're banging somebody in the back. I think that's low hanging fruit, but I think that's probably low hanging fruit that Britt Baker was probably like, yeah, do that. I think so, too. And because Adam Cole just got there, I think it worked a little bit better. But my favorite part of it was not that. It was the fruit that was a little higher up. I loved when Ruby Soho. You like to climb the tree. I do. I liked when she got into the, yeah, you're constantly shoving it down everyone's throats who you are because obnoxious heels are supposed to do that. Yeah. Obnoxious heels are supposed to come out and point out their also, dentist all the time. How, how else is she going to be, be able to see people's teeth if she doesn't really get in there, get That's down there? Like Very she's got to get the mirror back there. So, I mean, you, you got to do that. Got it. I, I, I liked this so much. Brent Lockman says coolest thing about that segment was the look of glee on Brit's face. Doesn't seem like many match her on the mic that Ruby did incredible segment. Brian says, I adore Ruby Soho. Glad to see her in AEW. She reminds me a lot of my cousin who recently passed away. Same wow. aesthetic and personality. Well, we, we send our love to you uh, for, for your loss. We hate that. But uh, Ruby is known as one of the great, great people in wrestling as well. Then we got people that are just like in awe at the segment. Rob Reed, holy crap, that Britt Ruby segment. Joey Bag of Donuts saying, Ruby and Britt throwing verbal haymakers. Love it. Britt knows the importance of a good burn. And nobody has heard more material about her than her. She reads her own Twitter replies. She knows what people say about her. So why wouldn't she be like... Hey, why don't you use this? Yeah. Because she knows. I have been waiting. And I guess they couldn't really do it with Sheeta because they didn't want to let her talk, though her English is not as mm -hmm. bad as they were posturing. But I've been waiting for someone, and I've said this weeks at a time now. Why has nobody come in and said, Oh, you're such a confident wrestler, you went and got a whole ass dental degree? Like nobody has said that. <laughs> and there's just felt like there's been no fire personally coming back at Brit because Nyla was about hamburgers and Chris is an alien and red velvet was hotshotted in a week and mostly about rankings. I'm so glad somebody actually came out and I don't know, verbally attacked the yes. heel. <laughs> like it's all I've wanted for so long. So this segment was one of the best Mike segments that they've done in the women's division since it started. I was so excited to see it. I loved uh, everything it's just good when you hint at real life stuff, right? Like to acknowledge, it was nice to have an acknowledgement of somebody that left WWE that wasn't a chip on their shoulder. You know what I mean? Yes. Like this was, this was great. So I loved having 
one foot in reality. Ruby, I don't know how it was when you went, but man, oh man, oh, is Ruby shoot. Soho over like Rover? I love, I love that everybody already sings the song. I oh love it. She's it, playing it, an it air guitar so well. the whole time. Oh. When when I talked to her at the at the after All Out, like she was almost in tears that people were singing a song that she oh. had never played on TV, a name she had never used on TV. It was so cool, and I agree with the super chat we got earlier. It's like Brit I, Brit Baker has to love it when somebody can match her on the mic. Oh, yeah. she's overpowered so many people. It's like oh, a worthy challenger. Finally, good, yeah. And nobody's come close. Like it's not even close of of her of her uh other than Thunder Rosa, I guess she was yes. cutting some good promos, but like nobody's even sniffed her boots that I thought too much of it was like LOL, you're ugly, LOL, you're ugly with Rosa and Brit. Yeah, as and much as I love the are. match, yeah, neither <laughs> one of them really are pretty. <laughs> Ryan Evans says, So we can we expect Adam Cole to super kick Shivani at some point after the hug Brit gave him. I thought that right away. Oh, they got to keep teasing that. I'm all for it. I love that. And I love Adam Cole so far tuning up the band too. Like just being, that's such a heelish thing to do. I love it. Oh, but yeah, I, think he should, gotta... I think he should be using the pedigree too. I think he oh, should adopt man. like a bunch of NXT stuff and like really rub that in people's faces. And name them all 2.0. All the finishers oh, are just God. like pedigree 2.0. <laughs> that's brilliant. That's good stuff. You don't pay me the big uh, bucks for nothing, Sean. All right. <laughs> va- yeah, Vape It Up says if AEW is going to continue to use someone's past and uh, past WWE running promos, the way it was done with DVD or DMD and Ruby is exactly how it's done. Fire promo so ready. And Sawyer puts over Hobbs as well. He says two incredible promos on Rampage. Hobbs brought the fire. Ruby with Pop of the Night. Can't wait for next week. Agree with the WWE use. Agree with the Ruby Pop of the Night. And I agree that Hobbs brought it. So the night of Cincinnati, I hear from somebody in AEW, it ain't Ricky, it's Will getting CM Punk. And I was like, oh, good for him. And he stepped his promo game up for this. He brought it, and I loved it. I am nervous for that. (laughs) That is going to go in the ring for both CM Punk and Hobbs has looked very green in some of his stuff. So uh, I'm I'm hopeful because why not? I don't don't think... uh, working with someone as established at CM Punk is going to be a bad thing for Hobbs. For me, sure. I cannot wait to see Punk versus Darks. That as soon as Punk was being rumored by um Sean Ross App at Fightful Select, where you can go to fightfulselect.com, uh, where he broke that story, no big deal. Uh <laughs> that was like a dream match for me was was Starks and Punk was one of the first ones that popped to my head. So I'm so excited that that's coming up. I liked the WWE use too because with Ruby, it's almost like the booking was so bad that you can't really go beyond that reference. Like you can't really say anything because so much of it felt like not her fault. And you kind of can't get away from the real worldness of that because she never really got a fair shake. So I like how that was done as well. This show is sponsored by better help. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. 
Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Oh, man, uh, Des Torres says, my birthday's in two days, and my friend surprised me with tickets to Saturday Night Dynamite as a present. Excited for my first Dynamite, but live it. It's the same time as Pound for Glory. That sucks. Uh. Oh, man, that is a bummer. <laughs> I forgot about that. I don't have any – I don't have a damn clue how we're doing the show that night, guys. <laughs> don't even ask me. I have not formulated – I don't even know who's going to be on the show this Wednesday, so I definitely don't know how it's going to look next month. Um, well, it won't be me because I'll be – we're gonna both be there oh my god we're gonna be there you and me pablo jesus pablo jesus uh amaya says did i hear right omega danielson kicking off grand slam that's the non-commercial match did did he hear that right because i didn't like i haven't even looked at that i was i was kind of like covering some uh, getting some scoops there but hell yeah hell yeah Seth over there um i did not hear that either because i was there live and it wasn't mentioned oh, but god i will say this i was like how are they gonna have daniel bryan come in if he's gonna drop to hangman like he's gonna lose a title match to kenny omega it did not occur to me that they could just not have a title match at People all say. which is great because it means that they have champions that defend their titles with great frequency people saying bound for glory is at 10 woof woof uh they did say it would open the show so hell yeah what i hope they do i hope they tape an hour of rampage then do dynamite then an hour of rampage after i don't want to be there till midnight to be honest with you what are you gonna do about elevation oh just don't just don't how about that don't that week don't (laughs) film it another (laughs) time do it in philly the week after that works yes nerd guru says quiz there were three segments announced for Raw. See if you can guess them. Hint, rematches. Well, I won't because I know of one. Bloodline versus the Usos, which is a pay-per-view match. If they announced that for Extreme Rules, it would have been enough. But Roman's got other stuff going on. But we did have Miro, Fuego del Sol 2. They didn't do nearly enough with the car here. Match was fine. Miro rules. You set up Sammy. But they did not do nearly. He had. He needs to break this car. He needs to put Fuego in the trunk of the car and push it off a cliff or something. Here's Come on. My, I think. Did you notice what kind of car it was? Yeah, it's a Honda or yeah. Hyundai. It's Hyundai. Like, it's not. Um, you know, usually that's like a Rolls Royce or something. Like, uh, why is it a Hyundai? A product placement, I guess. But, you know, if the Redeemer is going around with his flexible wife. Yes. 
like does he really care about the hey, i love that he said he, he appeases only his god above him and his his wife below him amazing oh, amazing Ugh. such good stuff i'm here for sammy and miro that yeah. is a top of the line feud for that title one of the most over baby faces in the company against one of the most over heels in the company i thought fuego did really great in this match too so there was oh his moonsault is just so beautiful and when you see that i don't know if it was just him doing it or if it was a nod to one two three kids scott hall but the standing moonsault or the moonsault to a standing opponent was a, a nice touch regardless even if it wasn't intentional he's so good He's so good at this. And one day he's going to get that big gigantic win. And one day it's going to be really, really great. He's so easy to cheer for. And Miro's oh so easy to boo, even though he's likable. Fuego is just so lovable. Like whether you follow the vlog content or not. And it's it's so infectious because there's people that did not know who he was who were like, oh, I cheer for this guy. Like they just knew. Yes. Somebody, I can't remember who it was on Twitter, so sorry for the lack of credit. Because here at Fightful, we try to credit people whenever possible. Yes. But uh, they mentioned that Miro has this incredible ability to sell for people really well without diminishing the fact that he's like this monster. And I was like, holy crap, that's a really good point. Because it's true. Like, Fuego's a little dude. But anytime he did something... Miro has this incredible ability to make it look very impactful without diminishing himself. Like it's, it's a very, very salient point on their part, whoever that was. And something I noticed a lot during this match and whatever, he has a smaller opponent like that to, to be able to make them look that good, but still yeah. be this brute is so f fantastic. Orlando Orego says, I like the main event for rampage. And there's nothing wrong with a Hyundai Hyundai vehicle. Uh, yeah, I know John Cena likes them an awful lot, but yeah. <laughs> we found that out today. Joey Bag of Donuts says, Kate, could you clear something up? Were you there? So, little known fact, I actually was there. She was there. Breaking you know where news. I was? Oh, where were you? you? You know where I was this morning? In front of a wonderful bowl of Magic Spoon cereal. And you know what I don't feel? guilty did you see people like burying me for for the the video game bit why they thought it was it, true you they fixed thought I, the site. They, they thought i wrote it they thought i planned that they thought no! i they thought that i planned you turning into pac-man on the show mrs pac-man thank you and they were talking about how unfunny it was and i was like it Thanks. was hilarious. It was hilarious. I'm so funny. And I have the energy to be funny because I'm eating Magic Spoon. I get those 13, 14 grams of protein. I get, you know, it, it's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, GMO-free. It's a much healthier option than regular cereals. And you're not running back and forth to the cupboard to get more bowls. If I get a bowl of, like, any other cereal... I'm going right back. I'm getting more. With Magic Spoon, I feel fulfilled. It's not going to spike your sugar, make you hungry right back after that. Unreal how good this stuff is for you. And it's got all the flavors you love. You can uh, get their variety pack or you can build a custom box. And, I mean, pick four of your own favorite flavors and they'll send it straight to your door. And how about this? They've got a happiness guarantee. If you don't like it for any reason, which would be ridiculous. I don't know why you wouldn't like it. It'd be great. Just tell them. 
you get your money back. Use your promo code FIGHTFUL at magicspoon.com. Get $5 off your order. Magicspoon.com slash FIGHTFUL. Someday, I'm going to realize this is mirrored and it's all over for you guys. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. Like, it's so tough for me still. Like, to look this way when you are actually this way, it is tough for me. It's it's just weird. It's weird. Because, see, if I turn and look this way, I'm looking straight at a wall. I'm looking at blank space here. But when I do my yell off camera bit i'm doing this way that way it doesn't bounce off the walls but it looks like i'm just yelling at you it looks like i'm mad at you i hope you're not <sighs> that would be so weird when we see each other at arthur ash next week yes jay says srs sorry about the threats that isn't right eh, weirdos i figured out who it was maybe yeah, don't try did. to pull that on people who figure stuff out for a living uh, do you think the next surprises for AEW will be returning and pushing current roster? Yeah, I think it, I think they're cycling people in and out and doing that well. I I don't think they're going to bring in a ton of new people. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, that sounds right. Um, yeah, I'll just agree with you. I don't have anything more to say about that. I yeah, just agree. Why not? I, I did good. <laughs> I did good. You did so good. You were funny last week, and you I were was great very just funny. now. <laughs> Man, JW Pringle says, do you think WWE cools off on Charlotte now? Fat chance. No, and Andrew, I feel so bad for her. I do oh. too. I do too. I feel bad. You know, I feel bad for Tamina Snuka always being lumped in with her dad's stuff. I feel bad for Jake Crist always like, for, fortunately, he's not. I don't see a lot of that. But I mean, come on, the association just, and he's a great guy. I can tell you that personally. But, um, you know, it's a bummer. Andrew Henson says, Amari Miller versus Valentini Faroz on 205 Live as match of the night. Thought I'd give them some love. I haven't got to watch it yet. I will be uh, this weekend. But we start off the show with Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman in the ring. Now get your super chats in, guys, and get your question or statement read on the air. But Roman Reigns is interrupted by Big E, who is technically still a SmackDown star, so I'm okay with. But Roman is not a Raw star, neither are the Usos, and they are on Raw next week. They're setting up a Bloodline Usos match next week, which I would have saved for the draft. The draft night, just do it then and say, hey, everybody's on both of these shows tonight. Tune in. Watch some kick-ass matches. But they did it here, but Big E is so good. I'm just glad to see him. Okay, Big E rules. So much. I love him. I don't understand why you're having a draft to different brands. And then we're going to hear about brand supremacy, everybody's favorite thing. But then you have stars showing up on both shows. It makes no sense. And you're doing this the week before your draft. They're going to do this shit again. They're going to have the draft in October. And then a month and a half later, they're going to have us. Pretend. I keep, oh, sorry. I keep saying Bloodline Usos. I mean Bloodline New Day. Yes, you all know what I mean. Of course. Know all the information that I'm trying to say. Yeah, okay? Peter, Do Peter better. Brain. Do better, guys. <laughs> Understand what my word soup means when it makes absolutely no sense. You people. Do better. Do better. <laughs> all you people. Do better. And when I mess up, you all know what I actually mean. Yeah, guys. 
Where my was notes, I? I can't remember. My notes just say, is the wild card coming back? Barf. Oh, so here's what they're going to do. <laughs> they're going to do this draft in October, and then six weeks later, they're going to do Survivor Series, and they're going to try to convince us that these people who just appeared, just switched brands, care so much about their brand. Oh, no, yeah. we ain't buying it. Nope. Man. What did you think of these interactions between Heyman and uh, Heyman and Big E throughout the night, as well as Kayla, which I thought were great? Uh, I like them. I feel like we're getting way too many of them and not enough women's content, to be honest. There were six segments between last SmackDown and this one before we saw women on my screen. That's just too much. And Seth Rollins, which we'll get into later i like a lot of what he's doing i also liked your tweets about his outfit very much uh but there's just some stuff that's very long-winded here and i don't need this much and i don't want this much of it because it's my favorite thing and i don't want to get burned out on it like this is by far my favorite storyline going on in wwe i don't need an overabundance of it but we were setting up some new things today so i kind of get it but i just okay so biggie won the raw title and we're getting drafted like it just immediately felt muddy but i'm annoyed because i like everybody involved in this so i just want clarity in the people i like i'm loving the kayla braxton paul Heyman thing and him yeah. implying that she was hitting on him <laughs> and then he turns around and biggie is still there he's still there He's a national treasure. He really is. He really is. We'll get we'll get back to uh, more of them, but we got Boogs versus Rude. Who could possibly care? Literally nobody. His cutoff jeans, mimic tights were pretty all right, but he's a dork. And I'm sorry, Joel, but his guitar sucks. And I know you like it, but it's bad. And I don't care. And didn't. Nakamura's beat him like a hundred times or more realistically, I think seven. <laughs> Why? Why? What is, what could there possibly be left for all of these guys to fight about? There's just really not. It's boring. And I love Shinsuke Nakamura. This was boring. I'm bored. Her you could play says, our show from three weeks ago and nobody would notice. I swear to God. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's a, that's a fair point. So, uh, it, they're they're running this back. Apollo Again. is zero and seven against Nakamura in the last couple months. Like, why, why do they keep doing this? It's so annoying. It's so pointless. I got no interest in it. None at all. Okay, him and the cartoon character looking fella beat it beat up Nakamura. Oh. Neat. I told you I was watching with friends that don't watch wrestling. Explain Captain Aziz to people that don't watch wrestling. It's not possible. Man. It's boring. I'm so nerd, bored. And it's, it doesn't feel like it's about the titles at all. Like No, not at all. And and you don't have to win anything to get the titles. You don't have to win anything to compete for the titles. Uh, Apollo hasn't won a match since like June. Nerd Guru says, speaking of brand supremacy, how crazy that the NXT is put over was put over huge not even two years ago at Survivor Series. Now it's dead. I mean, it's not dead. They did a big viewership bump uh, this week, and so a lot of people liked it, but I don't think it's dead. Not Alex Pulaski and I. Go back and watch Sour <laughs> Graphs this week. 
Thomas Where says we what were I broke <laughs> What I'd like to see is brand warfare at Survivor Series and the results somehow affect the draft during the next week. Uh the draft is happening before uh so I don't think they're going to do that. Um I just don't think they'll do that. And and why I I see a lot of people say that. They're like, "Oh, well Survivor Series should affect the draft." And I'm like, "Why would anybody in that show care?" if they're vying for a brand, they're probably not going to even be on. I mean, that's even, I mean, it's WWE. So of course they'll probably do that, but. But like, if you watch old survivor series, that's not how it was done. <laughs> like it yeah. wasn't, it's because of my SmackDown brethren. Like you had organic storylines with a bunch of people that led to a survivor series style match. It wasn't like, because I wear the red shirts. That's what Nick Wilde and Crazy Kids was for. Yes. Brandon Charles Powell says, kudos to Kayla Braxton. I must take everything within her to keep from bursting into laughter with those Heyman segments. I think most of those are live, too. So that's that's very good. <laughs> very good on her. Ryan says, Sean, do good? I don't know what you mean, Ryan. What, what does that mean? Yeah, I don't know what that means either. I don't know what that means, Ryan. You do good. Do I? I think I do. I think do I do great. good. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com, guys. And leave a thumbs up on <sighs> this video because it's good. Baron Corbin and Kevin Owens didn't happen for like the sixth time because it's just a beatdown. Okay. I mean, Corbin is better than he's ever been on WWE programming, and I like that. It's just, why are they booking this feud in reverse? At least with this, I get that Owens beat him before he was happy so at least there's that um but i would really like them to do something fresh something new and they've already been doing this corbin thing for i think over i think over a month and a half and it's it's not it's not interesting enough it's the same thing it's an attack it's a beat down in my head kevin owens just wakes up and goes to work and goes Yep. And that's it like this is just not <laughs> this is not him i don't understand why they're not booking an actual match even at least rematches start with matches and not just these beatdowns and guess what kevin owens not an idiot he would see this coming by the 900th time they did this he's smart drives me nuts yes I would very much like just do something interesting. Do something interesting. Yeah, just different. Seth Rollins cut a promo. <laughs> he asked, what did we expect? And he came out there looking like a baked potato. Um, <laughs> he found the aluminum it's So It's so beautiful. I love the suit. It's beautiful. Give, give, him, give me some style. Style analysis here. So, I, I mean, you said he looked like a slice of Wrigley gum, which I thought was fantastic. I loved it. To me, it was like, you know, those sauna suits that people put on to like trap heat in. It was like a fancy one of those. Yeah. I liked it. He was looking good. It looked like it was out of the Mace Puff Daddy collection. Um, <laughs> I, I I rather enjoyed it. And I liked his promo, but he says he's ready to move on. Fat chance of that happening. You work for WDB, buddy. You're doing this match again. 
Kinshiro says, I've been blowing my nose nonstop for the last six hours. I have no energy because of a cold, but your Rollins is dressed as tweets. Had me rolling. Yes, he was dressed <laughs> as a 43-year-old woman's dashboard in the summer when she doesn't want her car to get too hot. Um, yes, he was. Yep. Mark Glosper says, Seth keeping up the Rollins family because of the fans promo tradition. Their heels need a new shtick. They do. No more all you people. No more because of the fans. And they did one during the pandemic era, and it was Carmella. And I was like, lady, you went away during the pandemic and came back during the pandemic. Can't blame the fans. There's none here. Yeah. So that is lazy. I want them to do better at that. Definitely. Yeah, this felt very long to me, especially because I don't feel like he said that much. And there were multiple times in the show where I was watching where they would come out and then throw to something backstage and then come over. And I was just wondering how that worked in the live experience. Like were they just in the ring, not saying anything for like 10 minutes. <laughs> like, they I was do this. very confused. They, they do this so much. Like when Rollins music hit, by the way, it took like nine minutes before his promo started. Like what the hell? Like why, why, who formats this? And I've heard some people say, Oh, well it's, it's a cliffhanger. From what between there's like six segments in between it. Cut it out. They also played the same video package twice on the show. Oh that was a recap of last week. And you're telling me <laughs> John what Vasquez, what's extreme about extreme rules? Nothing yet. They need to add some stipulations to it. Well, um, I'll tell you about my favorite thing on this show. It was Naomi confronting Sonya Deville. And cutting a great promo. And Sonya is on the phone with somebody. And she's like, not right now. And Naomi's like, get off the phone. And they took one minute. They both cut good promos. And in that, I mean, Sonya just sitting there and dismissing Naomi, which is the rap on Naomi. Her fans think she's dismissed. And she is. And now she's like, no, I'm going to get my match. And you're going to see. You're going to see, I'm going to get my match, and I hope it's against Sonya because this has been one minute a week, and it's been one of the best built things on this show. I want to see Naomi and Sonya fight, and I thought Naomi killed this promo. I thought it was probably the best promo I've ever seen her do. It felt it felt real to her, and I really loved it. There, Yeah, I probably felt that way because this is the story of her whole career. <laughs> I feel like there were so many truthful notes in here. And I love what you said about Sonia, too, because that she's very good. This is my favorite thing that Eddie Kingston does. I love it when people do this in promos. You do not have to take 20 minutes or five minutes or three minutes to convey your point. If we're just expressing something here, if the thing that you're expressing is that you're dismissing Naomi, you don't have to say anything. <laughs> Right? Like, that's a beautifully well done thing. Sonya's gotten very, very good at that in this run as this managerial figure. I am very ex excited to see her get back in the ring when she is comfortable and ready to do that. I hope it's sooner rather than later. Selfishly, as a fan, I know the reasons why we're not most ideal circumstances for her. So, sure. Um, I, I hope that match happens and I hope it happens sooner rather than later. So, guys, uh, donate to Super Chat if you want your question or statement read on the air. They later said that Naomi was fine for insubordination. <laughs> I loved it. I really, really loved it. This was during the Sami Zayn match where <laughs> Ray is out there watching Dominic. And Dominic's doing well. But then the rookie 
loses to the crafty veteran Sami Zayn. I like the trajectory of this. I thought it was okay. Uh, Dominic is is okay, but he's not better than a crafty veteran who is good in the ring. And Ray is starting to realize that. I, I, I like this story. It makes sense to me to do it. Dominic's not as good without Ray. Ray wishes that he was, but everybody knows that he's not. And what I want out of this is a solid 10, 12 minute sprint with Sami Zayn and Rey Mysterio, clean finish, no interference, no screwy finish. I want to see them go at it. That's what I want. I know that's what you want. <laughs> well, you're out of your mind. It ain't gonna happen. We're gonna get it. It ain't gonna happen. <laughs> I'm just bored. Uh, I feel oh, like we've man. seen this so much, and uh, no, no offense to to Dominic. I'm just not really enthralled by what he's doing. Sami Zayn is a national treasure to me as well as like Biggie and Kevin Owens. He has been so entertaining in this role, but I don't have how many times we've seen this match in front of me, but it feels like in an episode that felt like a rerun from three weeks ago. This also felt like a part of that rerun from three weeks ago. Yeah. I'm I'm bored by it. Do a different thing. I'm not even saying do a good thing. I'm saying do a different thing. Preferably good and different. Zach says, how about instead of brand supremacy, they do Royal Rumble slots for whoever wins and they could do storytelling and make matches with stakes. Thoughts? Everyone should subscribe to Fightful Select. Well, they should. I I don't think they plan the Royal Rumble out ahead far enough to do that. So I don't think that that will be an option for them. My thoughts are they they should subscribe to Fightful Select. I agree. They they absolutely should. Ryan says, you said I do good over and over when Kate agreed with you. I timed it poorly. Yeah, we'll time I, it better I, next time. I do good. I do you good. You do so good. Shot or Shot Kid 29 says, didn't watch SmackDown, but appreciate everything you guys do. And I'll be at Arthur Ashe too. How's this? Hashtag Sapsler. Ooh. Names just don't go together very, very well. No, but know what that it's like Shinsler. Ooh. That sounds too much like that. Schindler's list. <laughs> That's so depressing. Taking me out of it, people should say it saps. Like people say that slaps. Like, oh man, that saps. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sap and dingers. There you go. I got you. They do go together. They do go together. Okay, so this this women's situation, <laughs> Zelina. You go. Okay. <laughs> uh, I got thoughts on it. I'm Zelina so and Carmella team up against Tony and Liv. I'm so happy Liv is on TV. I'm so happy Tony is on TV. So happy about it. Brandon says, I know it's not the fault of the wrestler, but this women's match on SmackDown wouldn't look out of place on SmackDown 2006 Divas Division. Yes, and that's about how much attention they give because Carmella gets hit in the face. She's like, oh, 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 oh. I got to say, Carmella is one of the most in-ring, verbally hilarious wrestlers yes. I've ever heard. She's so funny. But her whole thing is, okay, I don't want to face this woman that I've now faced like three or four times. Liv's like, oh, yeah? Well, I'm going to beat you at Extreme Rules. And I'm thinking, you beat her in June and July. Twice. You just beat her now. Account that's a win. Who who cares that much? I'm just glad Liv is getting on the program. But then Zelina, like backstage, she's like, oh, yeah? Well, she's going to have to go through me first. I'm like, she did! 
No, she did. She already she beat you too. <laughs> She's already beat you. Haven't beaten anybody. Sean. Everybody's went through you. What are you talking about? Everybody you know, has. You know, in Zoolander, when he goes, I feel like I'm on crazy pills. That was me yes. during this whole thing. First of all, I resented that they were doing this match because it just made me think about how they cut it last week. Uh, it was too short. It didn't have a clean finish. Everything involved made no sense. But other than that, it was great. And then we cut to the backstage segment. I don't know if you wanted to do that separate, but I was just going to cut ahead to the fact that Carmella's face was fine. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't well, even give her. She's, she's a heel. She's a heel. I was hoping she'd do the face mask gimmick, but then I was like, man, so many people have done that. Yeah, it's oh, happening on NXT right now. My God. SRS plus <gasps> skate. Skaters. It's been in front of us this whole time. Alan Marks, you did it. You're a miracle worker. Alan Marks, I'm an Alan Mark for you, buddy. Well done. They were the skaters, like boy. She said, see you later, boy. <laughs> God damn it, pal. We've done it. <laughs> Mark says, has there been an edict in WWE to change the way they handle the women's division? The past X week has been a step backwards. <sighs> I mean, mm -hmm. I've issued a report on Fightful Select when... Johnny Ace was put back in that spot. I had a, I had a lot of women between Raw, SmackDown, and NXT that were like, we are very fearful that it goes back to the couple-minute matches, the lame stuff, the same old stuff. And that's what's happened. Yeah. That's what's happened. And I agree with Mick Foley. Because of stuff like this, it's not becoming the, uh, no. the destination anymore. Remember at WrestleMania when Charlotte broke Asuka's streak? And now... <laughs> We have uh, Naya having a butt as a storyline and Charlotte having a doll. What happened? <laughs> look, look what we're doing now. I just want you to know, Kate, that you are ugly and I am the most beautiful woman on this podcast in How all of wrestling media. Sean, I thought Ugh. we were. You're best. a total. You're a total five, Kate. And not beautiful like me. That's that's the dialogue we're getting right now. But Sean, I thought we were best friends. Uh, <laughs> and if the dialogue wasn't weird enough, you got Finn Balor, who I enjoy. But Ken Shiro says, do you think them bringing back the demon just a job to Reigns will cause a similar backlash to Fiend Hell in a Cell 2019? Obviously not extreme, but still. No, nowhere near as extreme. He's got to lose at some point. But Nerdguru says, I don't know how you salvage the demon after his guaranteed loss to Roman. Balor has got to be on his way out soon. He said he doesn't like the demon. Uh, well, if he doesn't like the demon, then he can eat this L. But I'll tell you what's weird. <laughs> when he says, I don't summon the demon. The demon summons me and I can't control it. And I'm like, bro, you get painted up for like six hours. <laughs> like, are do they just catch you when you've fallen asleep? That's it. Well, a few things about this. I don't think it's going to feel like he's jobbing to him because I think this match is going to be awesome. And yes. as you often say, sometimes wrestlers lose to other wrestlers and that's fine. Um, not every loss has to be detrimental, especially when they just don't fucking matter in this they show. They don't matter. Um, 
I'll say this for the summoning the demon thing. Maybe it's supposed to be more than about the paint, right? Maybe that's what he's alluding to is is that the demon summons him from like He's gotta summon a makeup artist to turn okay, into yeah, the no. damn demon. But we're not oh. supposed to like think about that. It's like his inner yeah. demon is being summoned. I'm trying. I'm trying it's to like it's like he's turned inside out and it's not actually paint. Because <laughs> of lore. Because of lore. I guess. To me, it's just so corny when they go, oh my, that's the alter ego of Finn Balor. And I'm like, God. Oh, man. And the thing that annoys me the most. We're adults here. Your demographic is like 50-year-olds. Come on. The worst part to me is, and I I really like Demon Finn, when they don't do this. Uh, It's a metaphor, you monsters. You like flying V guitars, Joel. What do you know? Uh, That's a metaphor monster. In your lungs. In your lungs. Oh, man. What I don't like was that this demon thing has derailed the natural story of the fact that Finn never lost the title and that John Cena just mysteriously took his contract and that was fine. There's a natural story there. You don't have to go create a diversion when there's a natural story there. He's mad. He was wronged. The demon summons Finn to the makeup chair. <laughs> <laughs> Calls over the PA. Oh, man. Would that be amazing if the makeup artists were real pissed backstage? Like, what the hell, man? Yes. <laughs> Just taking Volub, all of our credit. <laughs> Volub says, you gotta skate. Oh, I love the skaters. I, lo- oh, I love the that. Skaters. Brent Lockman says, imagine what WDB could be like if people actually spoke like living, living human beings. That goes a long way. Being able to relate to people. You know what I never hear somebody say to me in person? Nobody ever says, you see, to me in person. Because I'm like, yeah, I got got fucking eyes, bro. Two of them. Two of them. So when people go, you see, Roman Reigns, and I'm like, yeah, I'm sure he's watching the show. And if he's not, that's pointless anyway. I do stand sideways when I watch TV, though. I'll say that. Like, that's a very real thing. I'm with my friends this weekend, as I said. I walked in and I was like, hey, it's so good to see you people. All you people. All you people. I think we have reached the last segments. Um, well, we didn't because we didn't even talk about Big E and Finn Balor beating the Usos at the top of the show, which was a good match, a fine match. And also the Usos are the tag champs. Street Profits call them out later because you know we can't ever end that. So I don't know if they're going to face them next week, if this is going to continue after the draft. I don't know what to expect. I don't know if it's going to be a complete redraft. They're going to draft like six or seven names. I don't have any idea how this is going to work yet. I'm going to try really, really hard to find that out in a couple weeks. But we've only got two more SmackDowns with this roster at all. So... Really hard to say, but uh, Big E, Big uh, Big Balor Langston should probably be getting a title shot at this point. This wasn't a championship contenders match or anything, but they beat the champs. Okay, but like that doesn't mean anything in the women's tag picture. Like there's just no rules here. Oh, buddy. They announced Nikki A.S.H. and Rhea Ripley against Tamina and Natalia for next week. Tegan and Shotzi hanging out at friggin' Dollywood today. Not working on the show. Unreal. 
Well, they got rid of the one girl with green hair, so they had to call it the other girl with green hair, as you said. Kane I... is there without a mask, of course, because why would he, right? But he got a great pop, and he introduced Bianca, which I did think was a great touch. I love having Kane there, mayor of Knoxville. But he brings out Bianca. They're like, I think they're singing like Rocky Top, a bunch of stuff like that. Bunch of other Tennessee stuff that I loathe because I'm a Kentucky sports fan <laughs> um, that I will not acknowledge. But Becky comes out trolling about it. And <laughs> she's doing like the worst Southern accent ever. It's so bad. <laughs> At what point does Bianca just, I don't know, hit her? Dude. Instead of every week just giving her the opportunity and... Oh, man, a big shocker. Somebody gets their homecoming ruined. I I think Becky Lynch is one of the most skilled promo women in the world. I think Bianca is right there. I am so bored of hearing them talk to each other. And you've made this point, and I agree, so I'm going to reiterate it and give you credit. Uh, that heat's not going to last to the next town. When MJF came to Newark, which I was at, he was speaking to Brian Pillman in the heavens and then looked at the ground. And that was heat that carried over from the week before into Newark. So it made sense to annihilate someone because that heat is carrying. And boy, did it ever. I couldn't hear the promo because yeah. it was so loud. This makes no sense at all. I can't believe this closed the show. I, I, I'm i so sick of hearing them talk to each other. I don't understand why if they want Becky to be healed, they don't just have Bianca absolutely deck her. I don't know why she got, why Bianca gets beat down here. I, this show makes no sense. I just, it just isn't working and it's, it's not working and it's repetitive. So it's like, well, this isn't entertaining, but at least I saw this for the past month. Like, <laughs> I don't get it. Van Twinblade said, who's going to win next week? John Jacob Jingle, Jingleheimer Schmidt or John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. This is an Omega Danielson reference. And the answer is John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Uh, JW Pringle says, anyone know where Banks is? Becky came back and poof, she's gone. WWE has the woman's talent, but won't use them well. I mean, when you when they got to call in a replacement for you, uh, put on the shelf, and unfortunately, Banks is on the shelf. Volob says, Kate, what are the odds Braun Breaker calls Samoa Joe fat? That is a Scott Steiner reference. God. Sadly, very accurate, because I don't know if they've progressed past that time. Yeah. George Barfield says, Reigns is not losing before the 434-day mark per petty Vince rules. Now, I'm not trying to crap on you, George. I appreciate the super chat, but that just isn't true. One, CM Punk doesn't have a record. Like, there's no record there. Also, it's not the same title. Uh, Brock Lesnar has the record for the, yeah, the say, universal title. He already hit 500 days. Like, there are a, a gaggle of people that have held the WWE title longer than CM Punk. Like it is not like a big thing for like, they just don't care that much that they're going to do that. Like Pedro Morales, Hulk Hogan, Bruno, uh, Bob Backlund all held the title longer than CM Punk. So I do wonder if Cena breaks Flair's record now. He should. I, I think he should. so too. I think he always should have. 
I mean, even before yeah. this, it just makes sense, but yikes. John Vass says three weeks of the same promo as Becky and Bianca. I really thought they would do better. I thought that Becky wouldn't have won that way if she didn't see money and see good creative, but gave it far too much credit. But sure. by God, here we are. Um, next week, we will breeze through things a bit quicker than than usual um, while still providing great analysis. But we got four hours to coverage next week. Shout out to Glaciers of Ice Kicks in the house, the makers of the SRS ones, but Kate, what do you got going on? Where can people find you? Oh man, uh, you can find me on Tuesdays. <laughs> I just say, what do you got going on? Oh man, <laughs> got a so lot going on. Let me tell you, but work. Let's talk about work. <laughs> so much, buddy. Um, you can watch Alex and I just slowly devolve into madness. <laughs> Every Tuesday night on Sour Graphs of immediately following NXT, Alex in a rainbow wig, myself as a gothic bride. Who the hell knows what's down the pike for that? But we have a lot of fun doing that. You can also catch me on the Mark Order podcast on Wednesday nights immediately following Dynamite or a podcast form the next day. And every Friday, right back here with you. But next Wednesday, actually, you won't be able to catch us Wednesday because... I'm going to be at Arthur Ashe, so that yeah, show will be, be moved there. to Thursday. But Are you going to be there? Because I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. Guys, thank you all so much. Please subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I'm working on those Fox, USA, Peacock, WWE stories. There's so much going on. We're always going to bring you that good exclusive news. But we have seven weekly podcasts over, over there as well. If you like action figures, if you like wrestling news, if you like Q&A shows, if you like wrestling reviews, which you do because you're here, we got a bunch over there. Until next time, guys, we're out.